Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to viahemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. episode is brought to you by Horizon Fibroids. Do you struggle with fibroids? Have you have them, had them removed in the past only to have them return? Or maybe you're dealing with fibroids for the very first time. 80% of all women will have a fibroid by the age of 50. They're painful. They cause long periods, heavy periods. And if you are trying to get pregnant, they can interfere with your pregnancy. So make your appointment with HorizonFibroids.com and our guy, Dr. Will, or Dr. Will is giving away two more free fibroid consultations. You can email the Sarah Fraser Show at gmail.com. That's right. He will see you. The first two people to email me or hit me up on Instagram at the Sarah Fraser. Dr. Will Neem, you can research him, is a top fibroid doctor, not only in Maryland, but in the country. He has three Horizon Fibroids locations in Frederick, Maryland, Rockville, and in Germantown. Email me, the Sarah Fraser Show at gmail.com. The show is also brought to you by Radley Acura in Falls Church, Virginia. Are you trying to sell your car? I've got news for you. Radley Acura is buying used vehicles at an incredible rate. 
all makes, all models, all mileage. Now's the time to get top dollar for your trade-in. The best part about Radley Acura is you can also reserve your Acura right now. They have inventory coming in every single month, despite what you may have heard about the car business. And Radley Acura never upcharges over MSRP. It's an epidemic. I get messages from you guys like, hey, I'm in Fairfax. I'm here. Some some uh, dealer just tried to charge us over $10,000 off MSRP. Why would you deal with that? Radley Acura never upcharges because they want you to come back year after year after year. They value loyalty and they value integrity. RadleyAcura.com is the website and visit them in Falls Church, Virginia. All right, today's podcast guest is Taylor Ferber. She is a Hollywood reporter and red carpet host. The girl, uh, we have a lot of similarities. And she actually got canceled, which is kind of what inspired this podcast that she puts out out every week called Cancel Me, Baby. She got canceled because several years ago, I'm talking like five years ago, she called out Chrissy Teigen for bullying way before the whole Chrissy Teigen scandal for bullying. And um, she was actually, she had to make the decision. She was working for VH1, she made the decision to actually quit over the incident. And she gets into all the details and she talks about sometimes when we have to make monumental decisions in our career, what that was like, having the internet come after her and having Chrissy Teigen come after her directly. We talk about that, red carpet. She's interviewed all the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So which one of the Housewives of Beverly Hills is a complete media whore? And then which one who you think would be a media hoe is actually very reserved. I hope you enjoy it. It's Taylor Ferber. We did a part one and part two. Part one is right here here on my podcast, The Sarah Fraser Show, and you can check out her show this week, Cancel Me Baby, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere pods are played for the part two. Cancel Me Baby! Sarah, I am so excited. I love your phallic pick microphone. I can't stop staring at it. I want to bring it with me everywhere I go, and Thank I just you. love how you use it so purposely. You guys, before Sarah and I even started recording, she's she has it so proudly, and she's like, hi, Taylor, talking to me with this microphone. Hi, Taylor. I'm obsessed with it. And the thing is, is like, I eat the mic, so it does look like I'm always eating a pink dick. Like, it's always, like, I'm always, it's always just in my mouth. I don't know. And it's something, it, Have you named it? I haven't. I haven't. But, you know, I was inspired. People were like, you have a podcast. Why are you rocking a talk show microphone? And, you know, I always wanted to be Oprah. So I like my last radio job, which I ended up quitting because the guys that I the guy that I worked with was so toxic. He used to call me Sopra. He'd be like, all right, Sopra. So I'm like, you want to know what's funny, Sarah? What? My friend so we're going to get into this, but I was a red carpet reporter in Hollywood and I would always get into people's souls on the red carpet. And my friend at People, who is a veteran people reporter, calls me the white Oprah. Really? So, uh, okay, Topra. Uh, we have Topra uh, and Sopra. <laughs> I love it. I'm dying. So, okay, for anyone that's just, that's just like tuning in, finding you, you're amazing. You, okay, you've you. written for Playboy. You've written for Us Weekly. You've been in USA Today. We're going to, you've been a red carpet host, so we're going to talk about that. You have this awesome, I think, cutting edge. I think your podcast is going to pop off even more in the next year because you you take on all these subjects that people are were getting canceled for and these topics and really kind of say you're adding nuance, which is what is missing to all these fucking arguments, including the Dave Chappelle. And I, I listened to your podcast about the Dave Chappelle special. 
Thank you. Which, that was so eloquently said. You and your pink dick mic. Like, I couldn't even introduce it that well. Sarah, thank well, you. Taylor, I, I love it. And, and you know, I thought. Thank you. So, so sum up for people what you thought of Dave Chappelle's closer, Doc. Okay. I loved it. And this wasn't just, yes, my show is called Cancel Me, Baby. And it's basically an F you to the cancel culture because I'm all about having, letting people have a thought for crying out loud. Like, can somebody have an opposing thought? So I look at these issues in a way, it's like, it's not left. It's not right. It's not PC. It's not uptight. It's just honest, what people are feeling and what they're thinking. And I'm not defending Dave Chappelle just for the sake of it, because it's like, don't can't, you know, my show's cancel me, baby. I have to say I was so moved by Closer because I loved people miss the bigger message, which is this harassment and bullying is so counterproductive. Can we make a joke? And I love how he ended the special with such a mic drop. And he's like, he makes a trans joke, right? Because that's why everyone's up in arms. And he's like Daphne, which I thought the whole thing was an ode to his trans friend, Daphne. It I was. love how he drops it. And yeah. And I love how he ended it. And he's like, by the way, Daphne would have loved that joke. It's like, that's right, bitch. So, you know, I know it's touchy. And I say on my show, like, I'm not trans. I'm not. You know, the boobs are real, unfortunately, because they are just like up on Saturn today. But I'm never going to tell you how to feel. But the way I feel is we need to be able to make a goddamn joke. And you miss the point. Oh, they missed the point. I watched it and I thought his whole point, which the buildup, right, is to the friend Daphne and and Daphne's a a trans woman then ends up taking her own life. Anyway, what he's basically trying to say is all these social movements, right, that, that end up developing change. They end up eating the people who then they're, you know, like they discriminate against the people that that in the way that they were discriminated against. So he uses the example of a black man who back in the slavery days is freed and then becomes rich and then enslaves people. And then he uses the Me Too movement. And he says, you know, if if women were serious, you'd fire all the male agents in Hollywood who we know continue to, you know, they're either on warning or they're covering up for people. And you'd, you'd get all female agents and you, tr- but of course women aren't going to do that because a lot of men still control Hollywood and there's still a lot of good men. But, and then he goes on for the trans LBGTQ community. And the problem is, is the minute you then you're trans or, and you have a different thought and you speak up, you're going to be eaten by the exact discrimination that they felt. And that was his but whole by point. Your by, by your own. By your own. By your own. Yes. And I did an episode um, it actually, it's from a year ago, funny enough, before any of this. And it was called hate the biggest boner killer since COVID. And what I say in the episode is that this mob, if you want to call it, are becoming worse than the people to your point that they're trying to like protect their own from. It's like, it is so vicious. And it's like the fact that she even said in her own words, Dave Chappelle, number one, he's a genius at his craft, but he never made me feel less than. She said, he never made me feel smaller than he was. Yet how ironic and sad and twisted that her own 
right? Yeah. Did just that. Made her feel little and harassed her and bullied her for disagreeing with them and supporting him. Like, that is where it's like, it's so twisted. I thought it was genius. It was, the whole thing was genius. The irony of DaBaby, right? And and we just came off a year and a half of Black Lives Matter, which the root of that is so great, right? We know that discrimination still exists in this country for sure, right? And it was built on slavery, 100%. But his point is, here in the era of of everybody, you know, with Black Lives Matter, DaBaby killed a black man, you know, in a Walmart and no problem. We can, he can continue to have a career, but he makes a joke about HIV AIDS to the LGBT community and forget it. He's met with LGBTQ leaders and HIV AIDS activists and his cancel canceled. Uh huh, and that's yeah. what makes me think again. Did like I saw some comments that I loved, and it was like, <laughs> like so simple and savage, but it was like to people who wanted that you know boycotting and saying he can't joke about this. There were people who were like, "Did you watch it? Like, did you watch the same <laughs> special?" <laughs> like, that's how I feel. It's like, but did you? So you know, and people could say all day long, like, "Who are they to say?" But here's another thing, Sarah, and I want your take on this because. Like Dave Chappelle, you are a comedic genius. And so this brings up the whole topic of, well, what can and can't you joke about? And I said this on my show, but like by this logic, can you only joke about your own group of people? Like can Dave Chappelle then only joke about black no. men? Like, it makes no sense. It makes zero sense. And comedy, and comedy has always been a space where you push the boundaries politically, socially. Um, You know, they are the voice of the people. And Dave Chappelle is speaking for what a lot of people feel but are afraid to say because they don't want to be fired from their own job or, you know, ostracized from their group or community. But everywhere you go, I don't know about you, but from L.A. to D.C., everywhere I go in private, people are having the same conversations that Dave Chappelle. The people are like, it's gone too far. you know, I don't totally agree with the right. I don't totally agree with the left. I'm Democrat, but I feel X, Y, or people are having those conversations. They're just afraid to do it publicly, which is oh, what's wow. great about your show. Oh, well, thank you. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. There has to be like, we have to make a joke. Yeah. We have to be able to talk like this is getting out of hand, getting out of hand. So you, okay. So you share your commentary on things like Dave Chappelle, you write and and you actually had a moment with Chrissy Teigen when all this stuff blew up with her over the past couple of months. Cause you called her out for being a bully. How many years ago? All right, quick pause to thank some of our sponsors. Brand new sponsor is eblatrade.net. How about doing all your shopping at eblatrade? It's your online virtual shopping mall, and they sell everything from electronics to campaign gear to photography to jewelry and so much more. eblatrade, E-B-L-A trade.net, is owned by a listener. She is building her business online with free shipping this week with an order over $100. Hello, eblatrade store is uh or you can even email them to eblatradestore at gmail.com you can go to their website and shop all their products at eblatrade.net so shop bags for travel camping um you can also find electronics clothing and lingerie exercise and fitness jewelry watches and your own personal hobbies hobbies as well as gifts do it now it's eblatrade.net purchase today and get your holiday shopping done in advance rothy's you guys i love rothy's and nothing says rothy's like fabulous comfortable shoes for your hubby, for you, and for your kids. Rothy's has it all. You guys know I have the sneakers. I absolutely love them. They're constantly getting new styles, new looks for their bags and their shoes. No break in time is what they're known for. And how about checking out over 5,000 five-star reviews? Don't believe me? Go to Rothy's. 
Right now, they're offering $20 off when you go to rothys.com slash Frage. Five. So in a public forum, like <laughs> before my before my time, like, yes. And then you felt the wrath of the Chrissy Teagans. I did before all of like Courtney's stowed in who like this was not even in the stratosphere yet. This discussion of Courtney stowed in. I called out Chrissy Teigen five years ago. I was a writer at VH1 and I wrote a piece and it was called Chrissy Teigen is Twitter's biggest hypocrite because she was trying to combat what she called bullying, like random nobodies on the Internet. This, you know, huge star with so much power and and resources and all this going after these nobodies who she thought was bullying her by bullying them so i said you know what it's hypocritical if you're not about it then don't be about it so she came after me on twitter she came after vh1 on twitter it was a whole thing you say moment like it certainly was a moment in time and vh1 ended up uh, you know unfortunately caving to her wrath the aforementioned wrath and, uh, you know, trying to shut me up, like cancel culture before it was a thing, right? Like suspend her, take the piece down. And so out of principle, because don't tell me what to say. And it was approved by an editor. So I'm like, don't make me the scapegoat. I quit. You did. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, so what was that conversation like when the editor called you and said, we're not doing this piece? You, you had like a moment of true like conviction. You were like, well, I, I don't think no. I can work here. I saw my life flash before my eyes. I was like, I am about to, I hope that flipping burgers is in my future because it is all I'm going to be doing because I had just freshly moved out to LA, had no, my whole family's on the East Coast. No, I had been there a couple months, like met one, like my grocery store cashier was my only friend, like nothing. And it was a real moment because I didn't know what to do. Like I said, I thought my career would be over, but I just couldn't let that, I couldn't stand for that. Um, so yeah, wow. so I quit, pulled myself up by the bootstraps, did red carpets, and that changed everything. It changed my whole life. So thank you, Chrissy Teigen. <laughs> so simple, <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a gal. No, yeah. What did it feel like? Because by the way, we're doing a part one and part two. So part two, we're going to talk about, I've, had a, I've been canceled. I've had a cancel experience. What did it feel like when Chrissy Teigen and her millions of followers, I mean, did they really come for you? How did that feel? It felt, I was traumatized. I was walking around my Hollywood uh, neighborhood and I didn't tell anybody because I didn't want my parents to worry. Like I said, I was out there alone. I had just moved. So I had to kind of keep, keep it all inside. And even employees and friends at the company at the time, they were like, you know, take it down and just stay quiet, like telling me to be quiet. And at the time it was so public, it was picked up by Huffington Post and Yahoo News and all of these outlets. And of course they took her side. They're like, yeah, what a boss, Chrissy. Yeah. Shut down the reporter. Yeah. Tell it how it is. Blah, blah. Yeah, oh, I've been there and you open up your Twitter and it's just fucking die. You awful white bitch. Die, <laughs> die, die. You're like, no. ah, OK, you can see if you're not mentally strong, like people are it's terrifying. They are ruthless. I like haven't been on my Twitter since like my Twitter is the ghost of Christmas past because I just refuse to go on there. It is so toxic and was it (laughs) was that the experience that got you off? That was the experience that got you off of Twitter. I mean, I'm my Twitter is still up, but I never like it takes 
it takes an earthquake to throw me out of bed in five in the morning to go on Twitter and be like, am I falling in the San Andreas fall? Otherwise, I want nothing to do with it. Did she so. come after you? Did she tweet at you directly or just or yes. use your name? She did. Mm-hmm. First at VH1 being like, who are you to call me a hypocrite? Blah, blah, stop policing me. And then at me personally. But what a twist of events because now five years later, we found all of this out. And then I ended up penning um, a piece in USA Today. It got national attention. I was on NPR to talk about it, to talk about this experience. And in the end, I'm like, uh, okay, after all this and after everything that was horrible that came out with the Courtney Stoden, I still was like, what is canceling her going to accomplish? I mean, really, people. I was going to say, like, what did that feel like you were justified? Like, it was like, oh, my God, like, I'm right. Or did you feel like uh, I don't want to be a part of like the woke eating the woke eating the woke? Both. At first, I was kind of vindicated. Yeah. But then I thought and I didn't want to I was like, I don't want to be involved with this lady anymore. But I had my mentor in my ear going you have this one-on-one experience and you have something to say about cancel culture and at large your whole show, you got to speak up and say something about this. And thank God USA Today took it. And the fact people were shocked that my view was even published in a mainstream outlet like that people were cited. it was it was great it was it was really Thank good you. i loved reading that article but um i can imagine that would have easily been twisted that you are like i don't know i think people were even taking the article and tweeting it at candace owens or something for her to like be excited about it or use you know what i mean i'm sure it, it got politicized when when you were just basically making a point that well what, well what was funny is because i on my show well i have no political ties like i said it's not left it's not right it's not pc it just blows out of every box you ever heard and i did an, a few episodes at the time because candace owens was making it her thing and yeah. you know she's such an egomaniac that she had said you know the reason chrissy is apologizing is all because of me 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 guys and i was like I was kind of like, give credit where credit is due, girl. Like, don't <laughs> forget where you're from. I'm the reporter that started this. Do you believe, no. do you have any empathy for Chrissy now or do you believe the apologies? And she's really pulled back. I think we've seen, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I obviously don't know her or, I, you know, I've seen John Legend on a red carpet at the Kennedy Center honors and Mark Twain Awards. And he did not walk the red carpet. He walked past, but it was all smiles. So I don't know them. Do you believe her? Okay, before I answer that, do you want do you want to be triggered, you and your listeners? So after this, I'm <laughs> trigger like, us, pink, baby, trigger us. Pink, yeah, no, and pink dick. Like, are you ready? Did you sign up for this today? So after this all happened, I met her and I met John Legend on the job reporting m- multiple times. No, in person. No, I I swear to God. Okay, so, well, what were they like? Okay, you things. buried the lead. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, well, did you all have a conversation? What happened? Okay, so I met John Legend a few times solo, which thank God. And also, I was thinking, are they really going to remember me? I mean, the people that Chrissy Teigen goes after is a dime a dozen. Like, she is just like, she eats us up like Pez. Like, we are nobody. Are they really going to remember this from however many years ago? John Legend, I met him one-on-one a few times. Like, was fine, you know, kind of soft-spoken, fine man. 
I met them together though on a red carpet. Like I was standing as close. Like she might has ha- uh, she might as well have been pink dick in my mouth. Like that's how close we were. And I was so nervous, Sarah, before this red carpet. I was like, I what if she remembers? Dick. Like I wasn't nervous talking to Oprah. I wasn't nervous talking to you know you name it, whoever. I've met them all, but I was shaking. I was like, what if she remembers? What if she calls me out in front of all of the crew and the reporters? Like on this whole. I think it was for The Voice or something. Like she would have been guest great. judge or something like that. You would have gone viral and gotten so many sh- followers. I, it should have happened. I was shitting bricks. And my mom, funny enough you say that because when I wrote my USA Today piece, my mom was so worried. She's like, what if Chrissy Teigen sues you? And everyone's like, no, no press is bad press. Sue away. Sue away. The you- best thing that could ever happen. And they're never going to sue you because they'd have to release so much of their personal information. They're never going to do that. <laughs> and it's hard to sue yeah. public figures. So you're all set. And it was edited and it was obviously approved by USA Today. You're all good. Well, that was, yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, for sure. So, okay, you meet her like at a voice junket that you're interviewing. So what happened? I just was like literally shitting bricks. I was there for Us Weekly. And as Us Weekly does, which is fine. I have no qualms with Us Weekly. Like they are what they are and they don't hide it. But they want to know, like, I think she was pregnant at the time or had just been pregnant, whatever. So they want to know, like, how did you lose your baby? Wait, I literally, like, it was speed dating. I asked that shit so fast so she would walk away. I would never have to see her again. And that was it. And it was maybe like a couple minute exchange. I went on with my night. I probably like stress ate in and out until the end of time. And so to this that. day, she doesn't know that you two like have met multiple times. And John Legend doesn't know. I would have said to them, oh, my God. Hey, I'm so sorry. I wrote that article about you. Like, I do that shit all the time. I put my foot in my mouth on the red carpet all the time. I do, too. No, I do, too. I also love how Sarah's visibly shaking. She's like, you did not. know. <laughs> I would have been like, Chrissy. I do this well, all the, the time. Is- I shoot my shot with all these celebrities. And they're like, and, you know, I work for Fox. So I have actually had Alec Baldwin has refused to speak to me. Les Moonves, ironically enough, who had a blowjob secretary, oh. he refused to speak to me. And Kevin Klein, none, all three of them looked at the Fox logo and they were like, I would never speak mm-hmm. to Fox. I'm like, interesting, mm-hmm. interesting, Les Moonves. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I've had people say that to my the face. the last laugh now. No. Yeah, they are so uptight. I mean, that's like a whole other conversation, too, about that whole thing. So but, red carpet, celebrity red carpet interviews. Yes. And like the whole, it is like a whole beast. It is. Own. Like that, it you is. know, that whole world is just, oh. I will never be the same. I want to hear yes. your stories, but anyway, but okay. So, so to this day, they never know that you guys all kind of, you've met multiple times. <laughs> I know. But the thing is, I never, I don't regret, like, I don't regret any of it. I don't regret any of it. I mean, that's why I quit VH1. That's why I wrote the USA Today piece. I still stand by that VH1 piece, however many years later, because don't say you're getting bullied and then be a bully. Just don't do it. I No, I mean, I think that's great. You know what I would love? I I want her to come on your podcast so bad. And just like the two of you talk about canceling and like for you to tell her that story and see her reaction and see like, because I do feel like this, this miscarriage that she has, I think has changed her. I think age changes you. I mean, obviously, I mean, she lost every damn endorsement she had. I mean, you know, you, with this, yeah. this whole thing. I mean, I don't know. Maybe she's an egomaniac that's learned nothing. I have no idea. But I would hope yeah. that she's done some serious self-reflection. 
I would hope so too. I mean, you asked earlier, do you think she means it? Do you think she changed? And this is where I feel torn because I hate this whole culture at large. It's like, I hate the fact that we are the accountability police. It's like, who are, are you Jesus Christ superstar? Do you walk on water? Do you like, who are you to be like, it's judgment day, you know, judging everybody. I, I, that part I don't like, but at the same time, it was extreme. What happened with her and Courtney, that was unacceptable. But by the looks of it, I mean, she was vacationing in, I think, Italy right after. And didn't she just go after Whitney Cummings and said, fuck you? Oh, can I say fuck on here? Oh, God, yeah. I curse all the fucking time. You're like, fuck yeah, you can. Fuck yeah. Oh, recently? Did she and Whitney Cummings get into it recently? Or sorry, sorry, sorry. Not Whitney Cummings. Um, Who hosts Heather McDonald? I'm sorry. Well, Heather McDonald went after her. I don't think Chrissy responded, but I might be... I might be wrong. Oh, okay. I know. I I definitely butchered the story. I no, saw something no. where Chrissy said F you to Heather McDonald. I'm oh, sorry. No, she and Whitney Cummings think, are tight. But so. I think she, I think I you're right there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I was like, did we learn a lot? Again, I don't think this is like redemption day, but yes, I would like what I, this is what I said in my USA Today piece. What I would like to see is not some bullshit apology that your publicist worked on overtime to write for you. If you really mean it and if you really want to, you know, like you said, self-reflect, I would have loved to see her like get in a dialogue with people on Twitter, with these trolls, with whoever, and be like, let's talk about it. How did it make you feel? This is how it makes me feel. But but no, it's like, I, I don't know. That's why. Is there change happening? What is pulling a, you know, Dutch oven line from Target going to accomplish? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> great, point, great point. Um, You also write for Playboy, right? The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Ten years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser show sent you. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of 
are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani Show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani Podcast. Enjoy. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right? (laughs) You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. I did, yes. And I... I spearheaded a um, unprecedented feature okay. in its 65th anniversary issue, yes. And was that when, because you posed in Playboy, right? That was it, yes. And yep. it was, I think it was with other journalists, right? It was kind of like women yes. writers, sort of, it was a group of you all yep. in like sexy laundry. So you didn't have to be fully yes. nude, or were you kind of? Well, it's funny because, so the whole idea of the shoot was, you know, don't think you know how smart a woman is or how capable she is just because she shows her body. She could be writing dissertations that like blow your mind out of this world. You know, you don't know. And we're kind of judgmental still. A good example of this actually is Megan Fox because she is like the most sex pot you've ever seen. And I just learned this the other day. She is very smart, right? That idea. Oh, so that was the whole idea. So it was to bring writers and contributors and thinkers together and be like, we're going to write these essays that have meaning. And then we're also going to show our body. We're going to express ourselves in both ways. Don't tell me how to do it. Um, and yes. I loved it. it yeah. I thought that was great. Yes, how was it you. posing for such an iconic magazine? It's so, it was definitely, uh, this is like woo woo, but it definitely was a manifestation moment because I always for whatever reason I always had an obsession with Playboy like I'm such a prude in real life literally the only thing I've made out with like as of yet is this lipstick I put on today I'm such a prude but I always love the idea of like just women being in control and like sexy and um and also I didn't answer your question I'm sorry about the nudity so what's funny is talk about like feeling liberated and expressing yourself we kind of all went into it and I asked each of the girls individually because I spearheaded it saying, what do you feel comfortable with? And some girls would say, 
you know, no, no boob, but, but whatever it is, right? We all had our different things. I was gung ho. I'm saying no nudity, but it's so funny because by the beginning, in the beginning of the shoot, I was like, like in a robe. No, by the end, I was like, you can't get clothes on me. Try it, mister. Like it's because <laughs> it, it felt so liberating. So, and we all were like that. All six of us were just like, let's go for it. Here is my nipple. So I believe it. There's something I'm sure, you know, I mean, look, I, I, I'm assuming the photographer was very professional and they were, you know, and then you kind of, you just get relaxed and comfortable. I did a boudoir <sighs> shoot by the end too. I'm like, oh, please, full right. vagina. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Full badge. It's fine. It's fine. Like, no, you're like, here is my rectum. It's a good, no, oh, yeah. but. <laughs> Let's only fans it. I am like, I am always torn between staying somewhat conventional because I, I, I talk about manifesting. I just always have felt like I'm going to have some sort of talk show like TV, like I'm between that and just going full only fans, like full butthole. Like I just, I can't even, I, I'm so torn. Okay. I talk about this a lot, Sarah, and I actually did an episode on my show this week about it. And here's why I feel torn and a tad hypocritical because I did this right and it's a career and life highlight now with that said I see this like constant like you say like labia rectum nipple moment 24 7 on Instagram with like these IG models and these young girls and that to me where it's like it's just to me I think it's it's toxic because it makes young girls feel like they have to look a certain way all the time and it's also I say this a lot but if everything is sex sex and edgy and then nothing can be like if it's so shameless, then what's left, right? So that's where I often feel at odds because I want women to be able to do whatever they want, hence my spread. But then sometimes I'm like, okay, but should we reel it back though? Like that, you know? Oh, I think that's I think that's the struggle for all of us, right? Is like it's it's like we all you know you all want that freedom with your body, and I think the problem with Instagram is you don't see bo- different body shapes enough, like nude and sexy. You see. I don't want to yes. use her as an example because she's probably naturally that way. But you see very much Megan Fox, right? You see Megan Fox in the Kardashians naked and in this sex way. So you're like, I need my body to look like that at all plastic surgery, at all costs. But it, I think if more women that were like natural and real and just were like, fuck it, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. here I am nude. I, I think it would go so far for women to be like empowered to show their but. We sort of are inundated with that same sex look, you know? I mean, now it's like everyone morphs into a Kardashian. That's my problem with it right there. Yeah. I want women to feel like, again, of course, express yourself. Or if you're, you know what? Also, I'm not going to knock a hustle. Like, if you are making a buck on there, you know what, girlfriend? That is more than I can say. Like, go for it. Well, I catch myself. But now it's toxic. I catch myself with Lizzo, right? Like, I, uh, to me, when I would double like Kim, right, in a thong or in her bathroom nude, and then sometimes I see Lizzo and I'm like, oh, she should put clothes on. I'm like, wait a minute. Why are you, why is that your judgment? And it's my judgment because she doesn't have the typical body that we think is beautiful, that we deem as gorgeous. But Lizzo is just as beautiful in showing that ass and showing like who she really is and saying she's so radical because she's saying, I'm not fucking changing. This is this is my body. This is who I am. And because we look at her and think, well, at least this is sometimes my filter. I look at her and think, oh, you know, what's wrong with her weight? You know, she should, she should get control of her weight. And I'm like, Sarah, you can't, no, you can't think that about her and not about Kim. Okay, here's another though, um, like split, and I talk about this on my show all the time too, is this idea of being just like straight up, this happens all the time in like cancel culture, whatever, like shameless and just like 
to the nth degree, right? So what's happening now too, I feel like, is that now it's like, there's no holds bar. So everyone's just like going for it so much that in theory, I love what Lizzo's doing. And I've talked about her on my show before. Like, I love that she's confident. I love that she owns it. But there's something about um, seeing it. And I think it's because of the culture we're in where everyone is just shameless and doing like the most to make a point. They are. That it's sort of that abrasive, like, uh, uh, you know what I mean? And it's not because of like the physicality, like at its surface, but it's like, it's just the general culture that it's like, in general, do, does everyone need to reel it back just a little bit? Well, you know what I mean? It's like now, now when people, like when Madonna used to do it, right? And people would, people would have backlash and she was like, on. it was like sprinkled here and there. You didn't see Madonna 24-7. But now Little Nas X is pregnant, you know, 300 days out of 365. You know, I mean, it's in your <laughs> no. face so much. You're like, I, you know, then it becomes, you almost hate him a little bit because he's so obnoxious with it. You're like... Dude, you're not making a point. You you're just being shocking because it's the only way that people are going to click your album. It's the only. And then you know, I'm like, then I feel the same way. I'm like, fuck, I've got to get my you know vagina labels or like labias out there. You know, what I mean, to get clicks on plural, this damn plural. podcast. Plural, plural. <laughs> no, it's true. And Madonna is the perfect example because it's like we had like a virgin, which was this is my this is what I mean. If not, if everything's edgy, nothing is edgy. At the time, that was so groundbreaking. Oh. But now, like, did I? Need to see her literally twerking on Jimmy Fallon's mug on his late night show desk with her asshole. Like now this is what it's it's, it's too much. Like nothing can make a point if everything is way overboard. She, she, you know, that book about sex, right? No one would even care now. That's like, no, that's what we see on like Instagram. Remember when she wrote that like revolutionary or posted that picture, all the books, whatever. Anyway, you know what I mean? (laughs) No, I don't remember that. Okay, so like 80s, early 90s, before the internet, she put a book about sex and it was her. And it was basically like her nude, like basically getting eaten out, like all these very provocative, (laughs) like everything that you see on OnlyFans. And you're like, she showed us her pap smear. It was kind of edgy. Like right. we got her gyno report. No. And then she did it with a cross, right? Like she had some, I think, I don't know if she was like masturbating with a cross or whatever. Anyway, people went oh bananas, God. but this was like, right. the, you weren't even probably born. This was like 1990, like 1991. And I was a fetus, but I was, I was probably shaking in the woman's mind. <laughs> just at the, at the thought. Okay. Like, I love all your thoughts. All right. I want to talk red carpet. Let's talk red carpet. So you are, do you still do red? Well, not really, because it's like COVID. But you you were doing red carpets. You've interviewed everyone from Oprah, Jamie Lee Curtis. Tell me your most awkward red carpet experience. Oh, gosh. Besides, I've had a million foot in the mouth moments. Oh, me too. What, what, give me one. Like, oh, God. I have to think. I have to be better about this because there are so many that they blend together. I, uh, I go, I go. You uh, know, yeah. What was yours? Oh, go ahead, Sarah. Go, no, go ahead. No, I was trying to give you a minute to think. But have you got one? Well, this isn't anything specific, but sometimes actors would call me out on my bullshit. Which, if I were an actor, I don't know if I would do this because I would pretend to watch the show that they were in, and I had I had no fucking clue. And I'd be like, "So you know that scene? What did I caught pivotal?" And they'd be like, "Really? So you know what do you think about blah blah?" Like putting me on the spot because they could tell I had no idea. I did a quick IMDb scan, had no idea about the show. Like that, that would, would that those would that would be awkward. Yeah, yeah I tell people happen. now, like I I don't I don't watch, <laughs> but I'm a fan of yours because they I feel like they do know. It's like almost Spidey sense. 
Well, here's another one actually it just came to me from out of the grave of like <laughs> my Freudian <laughs> pitfalls <laughs> is my interaction with Jerry Seinfeld. <gasps> that was true horror. True he's, horror. he's a very difficult nut to crack. So oh, he, this yeah. was bad. It was an event with him and his wife and it was like the setting. And I, I know how to read a room people. And this was a very kid friendly Halloween event. Like literally they are dressed as like Dorothy and the scarecrow. Like it is like that kind of funny, fun, not uptight event. And I said to him, we did our interview and I wasn't like this with celebrities, like fangirling, like that was so not my thing. But I said to him, listen, sir, I said, I kind of made a joke. I was like, I've interviewed Oprah. And I said, I'm putting you before Oprah right now. I said, my dad knows every single line to Seinfeld. I said, would you do like a five second video just saying hi to him? It would make his day. No way. He literally annihilated me in front of the whole red carpet. <laughs> he and he viscerated me. He was like, what would your editor think about that? Like that kind of like dick thing. Like what I was just saying before, how they know you're going to just be standing there in your tracks wanting to die. And then if that weren't bad enough, he walks away. And then the publicist of the event comes up to me. Oh, and fuck is like, off. They, he, Exactly. He, he was like, he and Jessica, or she said, you know, he and Jessica thought that was so inappropriate, made them feel so uncomfortable. And perhaps the worst story, talk about reeling it back. Like my biggest regret in life is not showing my ass in Playboy, never. But the audacity I had to tell my dad this story. Like my dad will never be the same. Like why? What kind of awful, rotten human being do I have to be to convey, like to relay that story to my dad? I'm so bad. You my should. He look, he likes the smell of his own shit too much. Get over your fucking self. Yes, you had one of the greatest shows and stand up. Get the fuck over yourself. He's no, I can't stand him. But and here's a different kind of dick, like, it's while we're on this topic. But this is the kind of dick I can respect. I'm obsessed with Larry David, like, love Curb. But he's such a dick that he, like, I've seen him at the governor's ball, like, after parties at the Emmys, that he will literally just sit at a table eating hors d'oeuvres, not talking to anyone. And I'm like, that's the kind of dick I can respect. Yeah, like, at least you're not hiding it. Don't you know? send your like, publicist over. Come on, give me a break. Exactly. So tell yeah. me really quick, because we're going to do a part two on your episode, on on, on Cancel Me Baby. So go. So Go yes. from here, go over and subscribe and follow Taylor on Spotify. Cancel Me Baby is the show. So um, you also, have you met all the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Pretty much, yes. So, okay, lightning round. You tell me Garcelle it w- will do any media appearance. She was like, and then uh, ironically, Lisa Renna, who presents herself like she would do any media appearance, would go anywhere, would hawk anything, is actually kind of anti-press. No. Like, what a twist. Are you mind twist or what? Mind blown. It's funny. I know. I would see Garcelle at every, and we lived in the same neighborhood. I would see her at every event. This is before she ever talked about being a housewife. And I loved it because she just was there to be seen and to talk. I got to a point where I knew her. She's so great, so real and down to earth. Lisa Renna, you can't even breathe in her orbit. Like, think again, because she and Harry Hamlin's nails will come scratching after you. You won't even, like, don't even try it. They just can't even, at least Lisa, she can't even be bothered. And I think it's hilarious because it's like, I, don't, I think she's trying to be a Kris Jenner. But the funny thing is I've interviewed Kim Kardashian and Kris Jenner who couldn't be sweeter. Yeah. So 
it's like take a memo because I think she's trying to be that. But yeah, I'm like you're all about owning it and talking. And where where are you on the tar- carpet? You're tumbleweed. But then she doesn't you. want to. T- I I get that vibe from Garcelle. I love Garcelle. I mean, I I feel like I, I can relate. Too. I'm I'm kind of shady like that too. Like I'm like sweet to your face, and then after I talk shit, like I. <laughs> nervous t- it's my nervous tick it's like if people i'm like oh wow okay what do you want to know about her you know like i'm 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 sorry i'm a gossip it. um but then you, I have love a, it. you have a story about erica girardi right and to- did tom girardi hit on you i love this yes another Fuck. plot twist like what is happening no i i between this and chrissy Teigen, it's a <laughs> i'm not in therapy and it's a fucking miracle from god but um and to make a long story short i like erica had a relationship with the man much older than I was we weren't married but very close okay yes so every time I interviewed her she and I would talk about it sometimes off the record and she was always because I basically was like I love your relationship with Tom on the show because I love how you own it I love how you just seem like you really respect each other show me your ways because having a relationship with an older guy can be really hard for family and friends and people to wrap their head around so she always kind of gave me advice and was like if it works for you guys basically fuck everybody else right what's funny is so we've had this conversation a few times well she was she was she was approachable and and nice to interview Well, she is very, they call her the ice queen and she's very, she gives very short, brief, zingy answers. So you feel like you're talking to, yeah. So you feel like you're talking to like a couch cushion and you're like, okay, can I get a little more? And then finally she warms up. Okay. But at an event last year I covered for Super Tuesday at the Abbey, a famous gay bar in LA. This is March of 2020. Who is there and who bumps into me but the Tom Girardi. Like- this little old man, like, sat, and at this point, we don't know anything we know now, right? So I'm like, I love Erica, I love Tom, I love both of them, like, menage a trois, let's do this shit, right? So he bumps into me, and in a totally innocent, kind of charismatic way, he goes, I never mind bumping into a pretty girl. And I remember saying to him, I was like, you just made my day. Because, again, <laughs> we didn't know all this stuff that we know now. So it's wow. just interesting to see it all play out because people are like, you know, did he cheat on her and did they have an open relationship? Da, 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 da. So well, being well, immersed okay. in it in a way is... You got direct yeah. advice from her. Do you think they were really in love and that this was just like, yes. like was... You do, you do. You think, I mean, I think probably she saw the writing on the... I'm, I, I actually think he probably told her, you need to file for... I mean, I, I think those yeah. two have been in love and had each other's back for a long time. And I'm sure they sat down and they were like, he was like, I'm going to declare myself nuts and you're going to get divorced from me because I mean, no, I think I they knew, right? Yeah. Like, like I said, he is like, okay, here's the plan. We're going to say that I totally. fell into the Grand Canyon and then an alien took me out. And then there was a snowstorm and then there was a hurricane. Okay. And then Santa came and brought my alibi. Like the story she is telling are just getting crazier and crazier. So I don't know exactly what happened, who knew what, but I, after talking to her about it multiple times, I think they had a genuine respect and understanding and support of one another. Oh, I, I think. I do too. I think without a doubt. I mean, I love her. I like ride for air. I, I think she's amazing. And I think I actually yeah. am probably the only one. I'm probably on an island. But I think the way she's playing it is super smart. Because I think if she... I think she has to be kind of defensive, like she doesn't know anything, almost like push it back on people's faces because any admission of empathy of would just make her look guilty. It would people would be like, you knew, you knew, you knew. 
And I don't yeah. think she, I, I don't think, I think she didn't question how the money was coming. You know, I really don't. I, I don't know if she really knew. I don't think she knew. I think, you know, if he was depositing money, she just thought he was rich and he was like the famous attorney and everything was great. I don't know what to believe, though, because I do think she is very a very smart woman. So I have a hard time believing like Sutton is the voice of reason being like, you didn't know how that much money got into your bank account. You know, when Sutton talks, I'm like, yeah, as I'm drowning in raisinets. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know. It's also convoluted and there's so much legalities. That's why when she talks half of it, I'm like, I don't is she giving Meryl a run for her money with her acting right now? Like, I just I don't even know anymore. But I know she's doing I think she's doing a great job. She's confusing us all. We're all confused. Anyway, imagine they're in on it together. It's like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, like this whole thing. What a plot twist. That would be a huge plot twist. Um, Taylor Ferber, you're amazing. The podcast is called Cancel Me Baby. Part two, we're going to go over and do it on Taylor's show. I can't wait to be interviewed by you. So I'll see you like in a second. And everybody needs to download your podcast. Thank you, Sarah. I can't wait. And can you bring Pink Dink with you? Because I miss him already. Pink, Pink Dink is coming right along. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Taylor. Bye.